You're listening to the Transport for the North podcast. Welcome to the Transport for the North podcast. Today, we have Mayor Steve Rotherham, the Metro Mayor representing Liverpool City Region. And he's here to tell us all about the benefits of doing business in his region. Could you first introduce yourself, um, perhaps give a, a summary of your career to date and your role on the TFM board? My career to date, um, my name's Steve Rotherham. I'm the, the Metro Mayor of the Liverpool City Region, which is six districts who have no history really of working together collaboratively, uh, representing about 1.6 million people. And um, I got this role when I was first elected in 2017. But previous to that, I was the MP for Liverpool Walton, which uh, I, I live in that area. So it was a, a hugely proud moment for me to represent the constituency. And then before that, I was the Lord Mayor of Liverpool. And then before that, I was a councillor. So I was a councillor in my own ward. So I represented my own ward. So it's all been fairly local. But before that, I, I'm a construction worker. I was a bricklayer, an apprentice bricklayer at 16. And uh, and then found my way through lots of different roles into um, owning my own business and uh, lots and lots of other twists and turns. But, you know, I'm somebody who didn't really set out to be involved in politics. But there you go. I'm um, actively involved and happy to be so. And uh, of course, you're on the, uh, the TFM board. Uh, what, what's your role on that board? What do you do? Yeah, so TFN is uh, an opportunity for areas to be represented in the, you know, the size of the Liverpool City region. It's quite right that both myself and then Liam Robinson, who's the chair of my transport committee, he sat, sits on the Rail North board. So we um, have very close relationship in that way. But what TFN is for me is the forum to discuss those issues about greater connectivity across the whole north. And you get lots of diverse views. Uh, you know, for, from my perspective, I've been quite vocal and fell out with Grant Shapps, who's the former Secretary of State for Transport, about the connectivity issues between Liverpool and Greater Manchester and the need to have a genuine quality uh, option rather than the cheap and nasty version we were offered for NPR between those two great cities in the northwest. So for me, it's uh, it's just that that place really to bring some of those concerns and to raise issues and then to learn from others. And could you give us an overview of the, the type of industries that have, that have been based in the Liverpool region historically and, and what does the business landscape look like today? Well, Liverpool's a port city and it's a strategically important port city to the whole UK, more so post-Brexit than perhaps when we were part of the EU. I, you know, I'm, I'm somebody who voted to remain, but as the Metro Mayor, I have to look at what the opportunities are to maximise the opportunities for the port of Liverpool and for, for trade between other nations. So we need to do more about getting all of that trade onto rail, which links me into what we're trying to do with freight onto rail in uh, transport for the north. But our economy now is um, quite a diverse economy, in all honesty, but we rely on the visitor economy as well. Um, about 57,000 jobs are in the visitor economy, about 
five billion pounds a year and it brings many many visitors to us but beyond that we're becoming an innovation hub we were recognized recently by innovate uk uh, as a hub and that means that we've got stuff in you know ai and robotics and cobotics and advanced manufacturing advanced computing uh, infectious disease control and manufacture lots and lots of of sort of fourth industrial revolution type sectors that we have a real expertise in in our city region uh, and we're looking beyond that with digital connectivity and hopefully with uh, tidal energy because we want to become britain's renewable energy coast uh, you mentioned the um the visitor co economy there and of course you've got the uh, eurovision song contest coming uh, next year as well yeah i can't get in any tickets sorry <laughs> That'll, uh, that'll certainly pull in a few people, I'm sure. Well, So what are the benefits of setting up a business in the Liverpool region and, and, and the wider north? For ourselves here, and I'll perhaps speak um, more generally in a minute, but for anybody who's interested in coming to the Liverpool city region, we've got this devolution deal now with central government, which gives us the ability to get um, some resources from pots, uh, national pots of money, that beforehand we, we couldn't access because we had six local authorities all working in isolation. What I'd say though is because of what we did during lockdown and um, throughout the pandemic, we were the first area in the whole country to go into tier three, but we were the only area to come out into a lower tier uh, when those restrictions were relaxed. And we got a deal from central government which meant that we could support our companies and we've seen our economy bouncing back more quickly than perhaps any other area in the country. So despite everything that's gone on, you know, Brexit and, and the pandemic, we're doing okay. The mess that central governments are making of things at the moment is making it much more difficult for businesses, in all honesty. But again, I think we'll, we'll get through that. In regard to the North, uh, the North's got everything. If you're a, a business and looking to inwardly invest into the UK, then there's something here for people because of digital connectivity. People don't need to, to cluster around the South and Southeast anymore. There are opportunities here and there are plenty of, of mayors and local authorities that will cater for, for every eventuality. So I'd say to anybody looking at investing, we're in an ideal place in the North and I'd say the Liverpool city region has got real advantages over everywhere else. And You've made transport one of your, your key priorities for um, for the city, haven't you? Why is that? Uh, listen, transport is hugely important for us, and I can't understate that. The likes of the connectivity issue, us and Manchester, and then going across to the east, uh, to Hull, that's uh, massive, but also the north-south connectivity as well. And for, for me, NPR, Northern Powers Rail, was a genuine opportunity for us to look towards levelling up the country to to um, see whether we can ensure that the latent potential in areas like ours really is optimised uh, and we need that connectivity which the previous Secretary of State was, well sorry the previous previous Secretary of State now Grant Shapps, he was really reluctant to to move on but uh, you know, for, for me it's not just about the intercity stuff, it's the intracity and in the Liverpool city region, we've got great plans 
what we want to do on buses. So we're looking at a franchise model to re-regulate the buses and bring them back into public control. A similar sort of setup, if you like, to what they have in London. So we want a London-style integrated transport system. And that means that the buses and our trains and our ferries all work in tandem. And on buses, um, we've got hydrogen buses coming end of this year, early next year, which will be the first fleet of its kind, you know, zero emission buses. We've invested half a billion pounds in into the most sophisticated and accessible rolling stock in the whole country. So we'll have brand new trains running before the end of this year on our tracks. So we're starting to look internally at how we can do things within the, the curtilage of the Liverpool City region. But of course, we need the government to do much more about the chaos that we're currently seeing with Transpennine and Northern um, Rail services coming into and going out of uh, Lime Street Station. And uh, when it comes to economic opportunities in, in, in your region, how does that kind of One North approach of TFN, how does that help with improving business opportunities? It all helps with business and economic opportunities, doesn't it? You know, 99% of our businesses here at SMEs and the local economy is very reliant, as I've just said, on hospitality. So we will all have our own specialisms and, and expertise in, in certain sectors. And that makes the North particularly attractive. And what, what I'm trying to do here, as I, I was indicating earlier, is looking at the diversification of, of our economy. Um, but you'll find if you want to set up a business then places like the Liverpool City region uh, are some of the best places in the whole country that you can come to. What would you say are, are, are some of the economic challenges that your area faces and, and how would improved transport help to solve some of those issues? It's a big one for us improved transport because as I say the visitor economy is huge and, and that's being detrimentally impacted by the fact that we can't get regular services. Avanti are having problems with the north-south connectivity. TPE and, and Northern are having real difficulties with some of the services. You know, they're, they're cancelling huge numbers of services at short notice. And, and all of that is problematic because you've got people who want to visit areas or, you know, need to go there for, for their jobs. Uh, and at this moment in time, um, some of those jobs uh, have got question marks over them and we don't want any employment opportunities to, to be put in danger. So connectivity is massive, absolutely massive for us. And, uh, you know, if you're going to truly level up the north, then we need a genuine quality alternative to people jumping in the car. We want to make this a greener, cleaner, more attractive place. Uh, and we think our offer is really good. But we need government to work with us. And at this moment in time, they're not helping with the economy because of some of the structural problems that they're creating. And you mentioned some of the local initiatives that you're, you're, you're taking. But what national policy developments would you like to see to enable the North to, to reach its, its full potential? The government um, has, has changed so much over the last few months, hasn't it? And it's hard to keep up with it. The... Previous Prime Minister said she was fully committed to NPR, which is the connectivity between the West and, and East. And we don't know where Rishi Sunak is on this one. The previous Secretary of State was a bit uncertain about whether we'd get our option. So we've been offered something called 5.1, which is 
using some of the old infrastructure between Liverpool and Manchester that used to serve as the power station at Fiddler's Ferry, but using some of that for our NPR link. Uh, and we've rejected that. So if the previous Prime Minister, Liz Truss, is um, to be believed, she was saying that we'd get a new twin track line, which is what was promised to us all of those years ago by George Osborne. That's what we need. But I'm, I'm genuinely not certain where the government are. What they could do for us, though, in regard to helping areas to really maximise the potential in those areas is to move away from the flawed green book methodology that you use to determine the business case for projects that are put forward. So, for instance, one of my projects here, um, the Mersey Tidal project, with using green book methodology, we have to prove its business case within a 45-year window, but the project lasts 120 years, and that makes it much more difficult to get what's called the BCR to stack up against different types of, of projects that are happening throughout the country, but certainly in the south and southeast. And if they just included the full length uh, or the full life of a project, then we could really compete against anybody. They need to stop the beauty contests as well. You know, short-term funding where everybody bids in for it. And we know only certain people are going to be successful. But if they really want to redress the imbalance, then if they look towards what London and the South East gets, which is about, um, I think it's £864 per person against the 340-odd that we get, if they started to look towards levelling that up, that could have huge ramifications for every person living across the north of England. And how important are pan-regional bodies like, like Transport for the North um, in championing the case for investment and, and to highlight the full potential of the region? TFN is, or, or perhaps I should say could be, um, really important. It was blunted, I think, by Grant Shapps, and he, he introduced something called ENTAC, and, and that took a lot of the emphasis away from TFN, and there was some confusion over you know, who was doing what and, and who uh, had primacy over each other. So that'll, you know, if, if if that gets cleared away, now that we've got a new transport minister in Mark Harper, then I, I think that will be important to take TFN forward. But it's our job, if you like, TFN's job to represent the whole North and, and to hold the government to account on, on its promises uh, and the IRP were uh, the problems that we had was symptomatic I think of the focus on the south rather than focusing on the north and, and Northern Powerhouse Rail really does need now to be one of the top things on the government's agenda. We need to connect up all of those great cities across the north and to maximise the economic potential of all of those millions of people. Mayor Steve Rotherham, thank you very much indeed. And thank you also to our listeners. I hope you enjoyed the latest in our One Voice series. We'll be bringing you more discussions and insights from our region's political leaders in the coming weeks. So please subscribe to our channels to ensure that you don't miss out. Remember, all our previous episodes are available via our website at transportforthenorth.com forward slash podcast. And you can keep up to date with all our latest news via our social media channels. Just search Transport for the North. Thanks for listening.
Thanks for listening to the Transport for the North podcast. Don't forget you can subscribe on Spotify and SoundCloud so you never miss an episode. You can find us on Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook for all our latest updates. And join us on our website where you can find all the latest news and sign up to our All Points North newsletter.